This is session 197 of Scanner School. Do you really need an outdoor antenna? This is a question I get pretty frequently, and it's something that makes me think, do you really need an outdoor antenna? Well, I have a couple of examples as to why you won't need one and why you do need one coming up right now in the podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by our two brand new training courses, our free SDR course, the Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Software Defined Radio will get you started with SDRs in an afternoon. We will show you what hardware and accessories to buy to get started with Software Defined Radio. Then we'll show you the step-by-step how-to to install the drivers, tune your first frequency with SDR Sharp, and then have you monitoring digital at the end of this free course. Our advanced course continues with beginner's course left off and levels up your SDR experience. In this course, you'll learn even more about software-defined radio. We will show you how you can substitute an SDR for your high-end digital scanner, how to monitor HD radio, monitor trunk systems and overhead data with Unitrunker, and even how to monitor all the talk groups on a system and never miss a beat with SDR trunk. You can sign up for both courses at courses.scannerschool.com. Before we start this week's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a month-to-month sponsorship platform. We have three different support tiers, each with different benefits. But the most valuable tier is our $5 a month tier. This equates to sponsoring the podcast for about a dollar per episode. Now, not only do our $5 Patreon supporters receive the podcast early, but they also receive a commercial-free version of the podcast delivered directly to their podcast player. Some may say that the included squelchy sticker pack that is mailed to your home is the best benefit of the $5 level, but I think it's the community or the club that is growing at this level. You see, we meet once a month on Zoom, and we have a roundtable discussion about scanning, ask questions, offer advice. Some of the members are answering other people's questions, and we just talk with our fellow scanner school classmates. This is an exclusive group for our $5 Patreon members. Now, again, if all this wasn't enough at that level, you'll also receive discounts to upcoming Scanner School courses and offerings. Now, you can help support Scanner School by going to www.scannerschool.com slash Patreon or www.scannerschool.com slash support. Now, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters at all levels, and they are Ellen Gomez, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Brandon Simmons, Brian King, Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C., Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Floyd Goff, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, James Broxson, James Felling, James Peruta, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, John Keel, John Swinney, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lynn Smith, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Randy Cummings, Raymond Hill, Robert, Robert Kanzler, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Terry Weatherford, Tim Mazza, TJ, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Now let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Felix Demerger, and if you can't tell, I have a cold. It's been with me for about a week, so this is going to be a very short podcast episode. I've been battling this, uh, I guess, for a better part of a week now. Lost my voice this weekend. It's finally back. This podcast is getting out to the editors late, so I've got to do what I can to keep things on 
track. So here's the deal. Before we get into the podcast episode, I just want to remind you, I need your pod, uh, your questions for next week's podcast. I'm running low on them. I need your questions to do the next Ask Scanner School session. So please leave me a, phone, uh, a voicemail at 516-308-2885 or over at SpeakPipe, or you could just leave me an email over by scannerschool.com slash ask. So do you need an outdoor antenna? This used to be a very obvious question and answer. Were you going to get into the scanner radio hobby? Well, yeah, part of getting into the hobby was putting out an antenna on your chimney. It was a rite of passage, running coax cable and poking holes in your wall, having your parents scream at you for doing damage to their house, right? Now, these these were all things that were supposed to happen. If it wasn't your parents yelling at you, it was your spouse. What are you doing putting that on the chimney? Not in my my, was my wife's thing when we first moved in the house was, you're not putting any antennas on our house. You're not going to make it look ugly. Yeah, well, one went up and then two went up and then two more went up and she stopped counting and I <laughs> stopped trying to be sneaky about it. So those days though, yeah, you you still need an outdoor antenna, but at the same time you really you still don't need. It really all depends on what it is you want to listen to and your needs and your wants, right? This is this is all different things here that we need to start asking ourselves questions about what it is that we're going to need to be listening to. But we're going to go through it all. We're all going through it right now. So let's talk about the simple stuff first. Why would you need an outdoor antenna? Well, as you talked about before, right, RF, radio frequencies, is line of sight. And it's not line of your sight. It's radio frequency line of sight. So it's how far, right, to the horizon can you see? Are you in a terrain that has a lot of mountains or a lot of change in elevation? Are you in a valley? Are you on top of the mountain, right? There's there's a lot of different things that we need to think about when it comes to your physical location of monitoring. That's the first thing. But let's also look at the different kinds of monitoring we have here. And one of them would be just plain Jane conventional scanning. And again, that's all we used to have is plain Jane conventional scanning. And again, that was also the way things were done was you want to scan, you put the outdoor antenna up. But let's talk about exactly why with conventional scanning we would want to put the antenna outside. Well, let's talk about geographical dispatching. For example, here we've got a low band fire dispatch system in my county. And what they will typically do is instead of activating all of the low band transmitters across the county, the fire dispatch center, we call Firecom, will only dispatch the transmitter or transmitters closest to the department that they are trying to activate. So instead of every single transmitter going off, say only the northwest one goes off, well, I'm in the eastern part of the county. That means if I'm listening without an outdoor antenna, I'm too far away to hear that transmitter on the opposite corner of the county. I would need an outdoor antenna to hear them. That's part of how simplex works, right? And we're going to talk about that in one second. 
But the same thing now happens on UHF when they moved up to there as well. They're still exercising the regionally transmitted dispatching sites. So again, instead of every single site keying up at the same time, they only have that one region keying up. So that is a very strong reason to want to have an outdoor antenna. Again, we're talking about regionally transmitted dispatch locations on conventional. We did touch into our second point here, which was simplex scanning. Simplex scanning basically meaning there's no repeater. This is point to point. An example of simplex scanning would be fire ground. So if you're trying to, from your house, monitor a low-power handheld radio on a fire scene, you're not going to be able to do that from your handheld on your kitchen table. You need an outdoor antenna. You need height. You need gain. You need low-loss coax connections on there as well, right? So the higher your antenna is, the better the chance would be that you pick up that simplex transmission as long as it's still close by to you. Another example or practical example here in New York are the state police. State police here operate on a VHF duplex system, which means they transmit on one frequency and then the other unit will receive on that same channel, but transmit on another frequency. And again, the field unit will receive on that frequency. So they can kind of talk to each other at the same time almost. Not that that's the way it works, but it's it's how they're set up, right? And again, if I only have my tabletop scanner, I may only hear the dispatch center that's going out not too far from home who's actually on a tower. But I may not hear the mobiles on the parkways because they are on a simplex frequency, not repeated. And again, you can't hear them. Unless, of course, you go over to an outdoor antenna, then, of course, you can hear them fine. But another real-world example that happens further out than just New York State, but across the country and actually across the world, is aviation monitoring. Again, we're talking line of sight. So if you can bring your outdoor, your antenna outdoor, and you can move it up high, you will actually pick up more airplanes than you would have if you're just listening, again, from your kitchen table. Same holds true, though, for some, but not only to be able to listen to the aircraft flying overhead, but also to the controllers who are using ground-mounted transmitters to talk back to the pilots. So instead of only getting a one-way conversation and just hearing the planes, you want to get both sides of it. And again, if you're close enough to where the dispatch center's transmitter is a ground-mounted transmitter, then yeah, maybe you don't need an outdoor antenna. But for the most of us who don't live within a close proximity to those transmitter sites, yes, having an outdoor antenna would be the best way to hear both sides of the transmission. Let's look at another one here. Marine, right? Listening to the harbor or a canal or any other type of traffic, even the U.S. Coast Guard, and I'm sure other Coast Guards as well across the across the world, you need to be able to pick them up because they operate in simplex, point to point. Now, obviously, you'll hear the Coast Guard station because they're probably got a antenna up a couple of hundred feet and using a couple hundred watts of power because they need the ability to transmit and to hear large distances. But for you to be able to hear a boat at sea level or at whatever level it is that your lake or whatever it is you're listening to is happens to be at, 
you still need height and gain on your antenna in order to hear the boats. So just like that, you need an outdoor antenna. And the same holds true if, say, you listen to something else like CB or if you're into listening to FRS radios or whatever it is you happen to listen to. These are the kind of reasons why we would need to have an outdoor antenna. All right, the third reason why you'd want to have an outdoor antenna is DXing or distance monitoring, right? Distance scanning, let's put it that way. Uh, DXing kind of falls into a different category altogether. Maybe we'll push that off to the end. So we'll just say this one is distant scanning. So distance scanning, we could say, would be a county over, a city over, maybe even a state over. That may be something that you cannot hear from your kitchen table, which, again, you would need an outdoor antenna for. So if I want to listen to anything in my neighboring county, I can do so. That's not a problem. But if I want to hear even more into the neighboring county, I need an outdoor antenna. If I want to listen to New York City, I can't really do it from my kitchen table, but I can do it on my patio table outside because now I'm outdoors. I lost all the attenuation of my building. But without hearing all the snap, crackle, and pop of poor reception, yeah, an outdoor antenna clears a bell. And that's what I'm looking for. So in order to listen to New York City, I need to have an outdoor antenna. And which brings us up to number four. Where am I listening to or from? Where am I listening from? My radios are all in my basement. And to be honest with you, when you're underground, you're already at a disadvantage, right? You're off, like I said before, if, if I was in my house and I had a second story here or a third story or whatever, and I'm listening, I've got height. But if I'm listening here in the basement below ground, an outdoor antenna does me so much better. Even if I can get one out the window and maybe just a foot or two in the air on a, on a mast in the grass, that's better than being three feet on the ground. So for anybody who is living in a basement apartment, has their shack set up like me in their basement, you definitely want to invest in an outdoor antenna. So we'll go back now to number five here, which is DXing, which we touched on just a second ago. DXing is basically the sport of picking up distant stations, primarily for the sake of trying to gain something new and add them to your logbook. Many people, again, we talk with Lloyd Van Horn, and Lloyd likes to chase down AM and FM broadcast DXing. A lot of times, like Lloyd said, you can do this from your antenna on the car, right? It's still an outdoor antenna. But the best success can be done from a simple outside antenna. You'll pick up states far away, even a country. If you live close enough to, say, the U.S.-Canada border, you could pick up Canadian broadcasting from here within the United States. You could do, if you're far enough south, you could pick up Mexican broadcasting. Or you can, you know, if you're over in Europe, I'm sure you've got a lot more countries you can put in your logbook over there. So for I am to go up and down the eastern coast, right, that is something that is exciting to do with DX stations. But even still, if you're not looking to do that with AM and FM broadcasting, a lot of people try and do that with trunk systems when the bands open up, right? We have sporadic E and, and tropospheric ducting. Those times of the year, people jump to their scanners to see what systems are coming in right now that normally I cannot hear. Gives them an opportunity to monitor something completely different, which can be very fun and exciting to hear out-of-state transmissions 
that you normally don't have access to unless they're listening to something that is over the internet. So these are five different reasons or scenarios as to why you would want to have an outdoor antenna. On the other side of this break, though, we're going to talk about a couple of reasons why you don't need an outdoor antenna. Some of these might surprise you. Now, again, the Patreon 3 and $5 supporters don't get this upcoming break. So, again, you can support us by going over to scannerschool.com slash Patreon. We'll be right back. Did you know there are ways to help support the Scanner School podcast that doesn't take any time or any extra money on your part? If you go to scannerschool.com slash support, you will find we have several ways that you can continue to do your online shopping and help support us. We have links to Amazon. If you click on our link before you go to Amazon, anything you buy from there will help support Scanner School. Now, if you're in the market for a brand new scanner, an antenna, other accessories, we have links to Scanner Master, where you can not only purchase a scanner and accessories, but you can also get your radio programmed. And by clicking on our link before you buy, you are helping to support the podcast. Now, if you're in the market for software, we have links to Butel. And if you want something new to you, we also have links to eBay. Again, just go to scannerschool.com support before you make your purchases, and you are helping to support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealer serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Radio user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware or even just make some changes and you don't understand how the system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. 
National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues, too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Okay, welcome back. And again, I still have my cold, as if you couldn't tell. All right, so why would you not want or not need an outdoor or external antenna? Some of these may come as a shock to you, and others may just come as a no-brainer. In fact, some of these took me a while to actually understand myself why, oh, yeah, I really don't need an outdoor antenna on some of these. Well, let's think about the first and simple one is just I'm scanning locally. I have no reason to scan beyond my town. Look at it that way. I, For example, I have one radio here that just is parked on my local fire department. It doesn't do anything else except to listen to that dispatch frequency. I don't need an outdoor antenna for that. I, I live blocks away from the transmitting location. I don't need to have anything else. Note, though, I cannot listen to the fire ground operations, which is simplex. But on that radio, I'm not worried about it. I'm only, I only care about the dispatch calls. I got another radio that just monitors my local FD and its mutual aid or the departments that touch the town I live in. So for those four or five departments, again, I can hear them without any issues on a set-top antenna, even in the basement. So there's no reason for me to take that radio and hook it up to an external antenna. It just wouldn't get me anything. I've already got good coverage down in the basement. There's nothing further that I can improve with my reception on that radio. So it's an overkill. It's a wasted port on my multi-coupler, right? I don't need the outdoor antenna for that. The second reason here why I would not need an outdoor antenna is trunk scanning. Now, bear with me on this one. Can you hear the control channel of your local site that you want to listen to without an outdoor antenna? Do you get good decode quality on it? What about the voice channels? Do you get good decode without having to hook up to an outdoor antenna? Well, if you can't say yes to those, then why bother hooking up to an outdoor antenna? If you can hear exactly what you want to hear without that, there you go. And a lot of these trunking systems are now built for 90-something percent accessibility rate, basically, from a hip-mounted radio. In other words, they want cops with their handheld radio to be able to get onto the system and to hear the system. That's their goal. We're talking about upper 90 percentile. With that kind of blanket coverage in the county, I'm sure that you probably don't need, that was a good one, I'm sure you probably don't need, that was indecisive. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet, let's put it that way, I'm willing to bet you don't need an external antenna. Now we'll put a little asterisk next to this one because we're going to loop this one back around for a second. But as long as you can hear your local site, you're great, you're golden, you really don't need anything else. Now, that little asterisk we just talked about though, remember how trunking works, right? Especially on a multi-site system. 
if every radio ID you want to listen to, or every radio ID is associated with a trunk system you listen to, is on one particular site, that talk group doesn't necessarily need to go to another site. So if you live in any town, and any town PD is on the any town trunk system, on the any town trunk site, then the any town police system will be on the any town site. But if adjacent town is on the adjacent trunk site on the same trunk system, and none of the adjacent town units are on the any town site, well, guess what? Adjacent town's talk group won't be on the any town site, okay? In order to alleviate this so you can hear it, you've got to be able to scan both sites, right? Any town site and adjacent town site. Yes, you might need an external antenna to do that to listen to both sites. But if you've got any town site and any town PD and also adjacent site and adjacent or I'm sorry, adjacent site and any town PD on the same site, those talk groups will be on both sites. I hope I explained that right. Cough medicine's making my head foggy. <laughs> so let's put it a different way. I live in any town USA. Site one is where everything is located. Site two is a neighboring town away. All of the neighboring police department is on site number two. Unless one of those police department units come into site one, only site two is going to cover the police department. Same way here on my site or on my town. It's on site one. If any of those units go into site two, then that talk group is on both sites. But until one of those units goes and registers over on an adjacent site, there's no reason for the talk group to end up on both sites. So let's back this one up now. Now that I've kind of made everything as clear as mud for you guys. As long as you can hear all the sites you want to be able to pick up, then you don't need an outdoor antenna. So again, for example, here, I will send a Medcom. I know Medcom has got units all over the county. So it doesn't matter if I listen to the north or the south side, right? There's ambulances in the north and the south area of the county. So as long as I'm listening to any site, I can hear MedCom. And that's what I do. I've got one radio on here in the basement, no external antenna, because I can hear that trunk site just fine. Another example why we don't want an outdoor antenna, or one would actually hurt us instead of help us, is simulcast. So if we're using a radio like the Whistler TRX-1 or a TRX-2, the BCD-325, the 436, the 536, right? Any P25 scanner that doesn't perform well at all in simulcast, you don't want to put that on an outdoor antenna. You want to eliminate all of the simulcast distortion that you possibly can. So that's the case for not hooking up your scanner to an outdoor antenna. So as you can see, there's a lot of different reasons why you'd want to use an outdoor antenna. There's some reasons why you wouldn't want to use an outdoor antenna. But again, the light bulb moment for me was all these radios here are working fine. They're, I have them set up in a particular way that they don't need to be on an outdoor antenna because they're picking up where I want to have them pick up. Why bother hooking them up to the multi-coupler and stealing a port from a radio that I really do need to get some distance on? That was my light bulb moment where I said, yeah. I definitely don't need an outdoor antenna. But what are some other benefits, though? Benefits of not using an outdoor antenna. Well, some of the benefits are it's less set up, right? It's less of a gating issue to enjoying the scanner radio hobby if you don't need to. 
it's an easier setup because you don't have to worry about climbing up a ladder and strapping this thing onto the side of your house. It's cheaper because you're not buying an antenna and you're not buying coax. It could make your wife happy if your house doesn't look like a porcupine. I know my wife kind of gave up on that fight a long time ago. Like I gave up complaining about her shoes, right? You pick your battles. What if you have a homeowner's association restriction, right? That could be a reason right there why you can't have an outdoor antenna. You need to think about ways around it. Now, again, you can throw them in your attic. You can get creative, but that could be reasons why you can't have an outdoor antenna. Maybe your landlord won't let you do it. Maybe you live in a basement apartment and you still can't even put anything out the window and just have a tripod out in the grass. I mean, there's reasons why you can't have an outdoor antenna, but we got reasons why we can work around that as well. Another reason why or another benefit of not having an outdoor antenna is no need for multi-couplers and, and, and split antennas because you can just use the antenna off the back of your receiver. But again, think about it. Maybe not every scanner in your setup actually needs to be hooked out to an outside antenna. So let me know how we did this week. I know I've got a cold. I know I went a little slow so I can keep my foggy head on track, (laughs) but hopefully you're able to bear with me. And I do apologize for that horrible example of how trunking works. I'm sure you guys were able to follow on that one though as well. So if you know somebody that will benefit from this podcast episode, please share the podcast with them. Again, our goal is to help as many people as possible with the Scan Radio Hobby, and we can only do that with your help. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you get the podcast episode every week delivered to your podcast player. Or if you go over to our YouTube channel, you can subscribe over there, and the podcast episode will be delivered to you that way as well. Or via our email newsletter by going to scannerschool.com and filling out the form right there on the front page of the website. With that, I'm going to go get some rest. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. Don't forget, I need your questions. Leave me your voicemail, 516-308-2885, or using SpeakPipe or our form over at scannerschool.com slash ask 73.